All right, all right, all right. Hello, people. This is Greg Newbill, broadcasting from Jacksonville, Florida. First of all, I do not own the rights to that music. Just a little music to uh, get the show started. And this is the podcast, Uncomfortable, where my goal is not to change your mind, but to open it. Um, Tonight's discussions, we're going to be basically shooting from the hip, most of it, um, I guess. It's 2.30 in the morning, I'm a night owl, and so this is when I try to do most of my recordings. So first of all, first and foremost, we're going to give a big um, plug to my dear friend and fellow yogi, uh, we practice yoga together, and she's a teacher there. Her name is Nicole Ham. Now, Nicole happens to be running for city council uh, uh, in District 4 here in North Florida, Jacksonville. Nicole is a very bright young lady, um, very motivated, um, clear-cut message, you can check all that out on her Facebook page, Nicole Ham um, campaign page. And you can also donate money to help her reach her goal and do the things she needs to do to get elected. So this special election is August the 18th. So we got to make sure we get out and vote and make sure we donate money. This world needs, well, this country from federal to state to local, we need fresh new voices in office. Plain and simple. Because most politicians are in it for themselves. We know that. And we see on TV, if you happen to watch um, your favorite news outlet from CNN to Fox News um, or anything, when a politician is asked a question, a simple question, either a yes or no, um, where they have to answer yes or no, they can't. They go deep into the far corners of wherever they're going and circle back to answering nothing. So we need we need to change this, people. And we get people like Nicole into office who will be for us. Us, you know, we we need... Well, most people like me are really starting to explore politics. And we've seen over the years how messy it could be. So we need to cut out the mess and get people in office that will straighten up um, things that we want to see done that haven't been done because most politicians are, are it's like an, uh, a club that you can't get in unless you know somebody or, you know, you happen to have that type of money to get what you want. And people like Nicole, she'll get, she'll, she will look out for us. That's her goal. She wants to make sure we're all inclusive. We're all together 
Um, no matter what side of the aisle you may be on, she will work for you. So, like I said, go to her page, Nicole Ham, here in Jacksonville, District 4. Make sure if you're in this area, make sure you vote for her and also donate to her campaign so we can get this young lady into office. So with that, let's move on to this coronavirus thing. Uh, a friend of mine, we were sitting talking um, at work the other day and because one of our co-workers seemed to think this whole thing, like other people, seem to think it's a hoax. Now, personally, I don't I don't think it's a hoax, and he didn't, but like I said, this other co-worker did. And my friend brought up a valid point. Who gains from this being a hoax? And... All the all the people who are dying from this, how can it be a hoax? Now, this is worldwide, no matter how it came about or whatever. Um, uh, there, there's no way it could be a hoax. Now, the only thing with, with this current administration that we have in office under Trump, they failed to act because they said it was a hoax. And now you had hundreds of thousands of people that have died from this. And plenty other, a lot more sick. Who who is to? What's the word that he used? Who who um? What is the gain from this being a hoax? Because you have your airlines, you have your cruise ships, you have your bars, your restaurants, and uh, from police to firefighters. They have all, we have all been affected from this virus. So who, who's gain, who, who has something to gain from this being a hoax? Because it just, <clears throat> to me, it, just, it doesn't make sense to say it was a hoax. So we, gotta, we have to be smarter than that, people, to um, be selfish, to think that this thing is not real and not wanting to wear a mask and to help um, flatten the curve of what's going on. Now, me personally, <clears throat> I don't like wearing the mask because of the job I I, um, I currently do. It gets sweaty and it's hard to breathe. But I know for the safety of myself and others, I have to wear this mask. Um, and... <clears throat> With the recent opening of the of the country, we have seen a spike, a, you know, a resurgence in the um, virus spreading. Because now I understand that we all have to work. We want we want to make a living and get out there and do our thing. But I think we <clears throat> went at this too soon, way too soon. Because soon as Soon as we saw a little dip in the numbers, you know, local governments were like, okay, let's open up, blah, blah, blah. And it turned into a political thing with the left and right um, um, saying, you know, well, we did it this way and did it this way and we're fine. Then come to find out two to three weeks later um, that no, we are not fine. And now everybody has to backtrack your, your, a lot of these, uh, States are shutting back down. 
So why not just bite the bullet and do what the experts say? Let's just shut down, make sure we social distance and get this thing out of here, which I don't think I think it's going to be here for a long run, long haul. Um, just to. Um, um, what was I ready to say? You know, I just think it's going to be here forever and we just got to take certain measures to get to a new normal. I don't know what it's going to look like. Will we have to wear a mask all the time now and um, do social distancing for a few years? Who knows? Nobody knows. But let's just hope and pray that it all comes to an end um, when we all work together on this. And, um, you know, when we jump into the political side of it, you know, Democratic and Republican and all in between. And then we have to deal with race relations and this current administration that has definitely divided the nation. Uh, where do we all stand with each other? Um, it is, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just all so confusing. You know, now we have the Black Lives Matter and everybody treats that like it's a uh, terrorist organization. And it's not. You know, the word only is not in Black Lives Matter. Um, what, what has been basically brought to the forefront with the incident with uh, uh, Mr. Floyd and a young man in South Carolina, this stuff is not new. You know, this has been going on for decades. And from police brutality to other civilians doing things to people of color, it's just, it's, it seemed like that was the normal. And we've been dealing with it for a very long time. And finally, it's just to the, it's come to the breaking point where black people eat white people, everybody is standing up for for Black Lives Matter and and <clears throat> trying to help us live in peace. But then on the flip side, you have people who are tired of it already because we're demanding equal justice or just our equal rights, and somehow there's a problem with it. And to me, how selfish or evil can people be just because we want fair treatment under the law? Now, this nation, and with which we will discuss and I know we don't, a lot of people are uncomfortable with it, but black people built the infrastructure for this nation. We fought for this nation. Even when we've been treated unfairly, we still defended this nation. And we still do it today. And we preach word Words of uh, peace, sing words of peace um, to help heal this nation. And we still get treated unfairly. And, it, and to me, yes, it hurts. 
it hurts. And I do my part because I hate racism from anybody, black, white, or whatever. And that's what we have to come down to. We all have to work together. Do we or do black people have a right to be angry all the time? Yes. Yes, we do. But I can't let anger take over and dictate my life. Um, now, I don't take crap from people. If they want to talk crap about we don't deserve this or we don't deserve that, then stand by because I'm going to let you have it. You know, not fighting, but I will let you have it with my words and tell you how wrong you are and how stupid you sound. Um, you can bet I'm going to do that. But we just, black people have just wanted um, or deserve a fair shake in life. Because um, I don't know how I'm jumping this subject, but I when I go on my job and I deliver to all these places and I deliver to different uh, golf communities, beach communities, and I see... <clears throat> I've become aware of the lack of color in these um, communities. And the only time you see color is when we're serving or the people out there doing the yard work, uh, the um, trimming the grass on the golf course and stuff like that. And it just makes you think about how long... Or how far, what's the, okay, how can I phrase this? The gap between the economic growth of white people and black. Because you see the unfair advantage when you can just go through these communities, people with Porsche, Bentleys and all this, and these million dollar homes. $100,000 homes, and then you go a few blocks down the street, well, maybe not even a few blocks, maybe further than that, and you go to the poor black communities. And you just wonder, how can we get to the level of equality when we work so hard, but there, we can't gain anything? And... I think I said this in my other podcast <clears throat> that we have to rely on the people that have the money in the black communities. Are we setting up workshops where people can learn business because it's not being taught in school, in high school or anything like that, or where we can um, learn to take care of money Instead of buying things that we don't need that have no value after what you wear it or or anything like that. We 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 have money, but we have um, bad spending habits, so to speak. Um, we need to redirect our <clears throat> the way we can build our communities, because the stores that are in our communities um, from your local convenience stores to our grocery stores, they are appalling. I mean, appalling because, um, when I go to some places, it's just like, 
what the hell are you people doing? You know, um, there's a whole bunch of trash in the store. The floors are dirty. And it just, to me, <clears throat> why would you even shop there? Because we, we need to hold our people, our merchants accountable also. I mean, make it look good. You're spending your money in there. Make it, make them appreciate your business. Make them, make it look good. That's, that's to me, that's important. And then if it looks good, let it catch on throughout the community because there is so much we can do. Excuse me, my voice is drying up. There is so much we can do, easy things to do to make the community look better. You know, as far as just grabbing a group of teens, instead of standing on that street corner, or you, even you adults, instead of standing on that street corner doing nothing, get some trash bags, pick it up, clean up the area, make your area look good. And with money that you have, you know, when you get your income tax back together, paint these buildings or restore these buildings and do something. Make them look good. Um, get your, even if you cook or do anything like that, sell something, you know, start that business, get it going, make your community look good, be proud of it. And then you can grow from there. Oh, gosh, it is so, there is so many things we can do to easy things that we can do, easy fixes to make the community look good. Now, I talked to <clears throat> a one, one young lady um, that I do yoga with, and uh, she's in the financial uh, tech area, and she has the same belief. If people can learn the system of financial and technology tie everything together, maybe <clears throat> it could spark interest into these young people and not think that their way out of um, uh, their environment is through sports, and which is important. You know, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but we need more avenues, you know, to help um, bridge this um gap of um, lack of money. I can't find, I can't think of the word that I want to use, but there, it, um, she agreed to come on the show and we can talk about how maybe there's a plan in place where we can, people of color can learn how to do this because um, another thing that I see it, in, in these communities, and I, of course I touched on this before, um, there's m more Mexican restaurants that have popped up everywhere, and I love it. Oh, my God, I love these Mexican uh, food restaurants. And um, Ethiopians and, these, and other people from the Far East own our convenience stores in our neighborhoods. and But we, as black people don't have anything. So that has got to change. I don't know how, I don't know how, but I would, you know, I'm quite sure we can discuss this and anybody who wants to come on to the show and talk about it, you know, we need we need discussions because we're not seeing it on TV on our 
uh, news outlets or anything like that. Most of the news outlets is just bad news. You know, this and that breaking news about this, breaking news about that. But what about how to um, get people motivated to help themselves? That way we can build the community up and excuse me. Good grief. I hope y'all didn't hear that. But um, how we can help our communities get better. And that way we can cut down on crime, uh, getting drugs out of the community and, um, and, and making it a better place for families to raise their kids and um, nobody has to live in fear and you don't have, uh, you hopefully cut down on police brutality and our own crimes against each other. That's what I want. That is my main thing I would like to do with this podcast. Um, it's a healing thing. Um, so we're going to have to hurt. We're going to have to pick apart those, um, painful or those scabs that are healed over we're going to have to pick at them so they can heal. So um, I'm getting tired. So I'm going to end this podcast and um, hopefully put out another one soon. But I'm going to map out what I want to talk about and um, have a more uh, in-depth discussion about um, things going on. So um, thanks for listening. And don't forget... Make sure you go to Nicole Ham's um, page, Facebook page, Nicole Ham here in Jacksonville, and donate to her campaign. Let's raise some money, and most importantly, let's get her in that seat. So this is Greg signing off from Jacksonville, Florida, and my podcast, Uncomfortable. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your time, and let's, let's talk about it. Check me out on Facebook. Go to my page. Um, send me questions, anything about this podcast, um, things that you um, want to talk about. We, we Let's talk. So good night for now, and we'll catch you on the airwaves again soon. Thank you.